This year, we launched a new Goop travel series called The Goop List. I wanted a way to share annually what I found to be the best of the best, from my favorite places to stay in Italy to a truly special spa in Costa Rica. If you are inspired to travel more this year, perhaps because you perused our recommendations on the Goop list, hosting on Airbnb is excellent for people who frequently travel. The beauty of hosting on Airbnb is that while you're away, someone else can get as much joy from your home as you do. Alongside frequent travelers, Airbnb is also great for those who have extra space or an in-law suite that isn't always being used. If you've stayed at an Airbnb before, you know the unique experience it offers. Now you can share that same experience with others while earning some extra income. To learn more about hosting on Airbnb, head to airbnb.com slash host. Hi, it's me again, Elise Lunen, Chief Content Officer at Goop. The team over here has been busy getting ready for our next InGoop Health Wellness Summit in London. If you want to join us, there are just a few tickets up for grabs at goop.com slash ingoophealth. Meanwhile, I'm still living on a high from our last InGoop Health in Los Angeles. There, I got to sit down with two of my absolute favorite people, one who's an old friend and one who's a new friend. We had a pretty goopy conversation. But before we get to that, let's talk about something very goopy at the other end of the spectrum, cocktails and our friends at Kettle One Botanical who are making today's episode possible. One of my goals for the year is to spend more time with friends who I haven't seen nearly enough of. Preferably, these catch-ups happen over a good drink or two. For these occasions, I like to have our home bar stocked up with Kettle One Botanical. If you haven't tried it yet, it's vodka distilled with real botanicals. It has a pretty fresh taste and makes an excellent base for cocktails. If you're looking for recipe ideas, I highly suggest trying the Botanical Breeze or Lady Kombucha Cooler from Goop.com. The other reason we like Kettle One Botanical is because it's made with non-GMO grain and doesn't contain sugar or artificial sweeteners. They've got three varietals, cucumber and mint, grapefruit and rose, and peach and orange blossom. To shop for Kettle One Botanical, head to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com. Don't hold anything too tightly. Just wish for it want it, let it come from the intention of real truth for you, and then let it go. For me, our soul is like it's unbound, it's limitless, but we will use words to limit ourselves. When people stop believing that somebody's got your back or Superman's coming, we turn to ourselves, and that's where you become empowered. Courageous participation attracts positive things. I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. This is the Goop Podcast, bringing together thought leaders, culture changers, creatives, founders and CEOs, scientists, doctors, healers and seekers, here to start conversations, because simply asking questions and listening has the power to change the way we see the world. Today is no exception. I'll let Elise fill you in on her extraordinary guest. All right, over to Elise. Lauren Roxborough is a body worker, or as we like to call her, the body whisperer. She's also the author of the new Goop Press book, The Power Source. She really is a genius when it comes to alignment, movement, and one of Goop's favorite topics, the pelvic floor. 
John Amaral is a chiropractor and healer whose approach is a hybrid of neuroscience, quantum physics, and ancient wisdom practices he's learned from all over the world. I've had energy healing sessions with him before, and he is the real deal. The three of us talked about a lot. We covered fascia, how energy moves through the body, and how to get stress out of these centers where we tend to hold it the most. Mostly we talked about how we are all energetic beings and what that really means. You're reframing your relationship with pain instead of it being like, why is this happening to me? And it's a, you're a victim and you're actually integrating it and saying, thank you, body. Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for teaching me that. Thank you for telling me that I need to create space there or I need to unwind or connect or open up or change something in my life as well. Totally. It's pretty powerful stuff. Let's get right into my conversation with Lauren and John. I know you guys have worked on each other. Can you tell me, Lauren, what it's like to work on John? To work on John? Wow. I mean, first of all, I'm just so happy to be here, you guys. Thank you so much for having us. This is so exciting. So when I had a session, when we did a session together with each other, we did a trade, essentially, this last week. And we met, though, a few weeks ago. And it was this immediate connection of just this knowing where we felt like our souls just met each other and we knew that we kind of needed each other in this world we're stepping into to really help shift shift awareness on the planet. So when when I did a session on him, his body is obviously so in tune and connected and he was able to somatically move through things and release things and reconnect to things that I think, you know, we we all get bared down and get this heavy energy from sitting too much or traveling or whatever it is or holding a lot of emotional energy in. So whether we're, you know, considered one of the top body workers or energy workers on the planet, we still all have to do the work. Yeah. You no, know? yeah, it's true. And take care of yourself. So yeah. speaking of energy, where, John, like, where in your experience is it stored? And is the idea that it needs to be, in, like, distributed? Or are there sort of pockets? I, when I did the work, I felt like I hit some, I'd call them brick walls in my body. But what's ideal and what do you see well, I, mean, I think the first thing to recognize is that anything that appears solid is actually at the subatomic level is all vibrating patterns of energy. So really, if you go to NASA's website, you'll see the, a pie chart, and it's 4.6% of the universe is atoms. The rest is energy, and most of that we don't even know what it is yet. We just know that it is form, a form of energy that is occupying all the space. So there's nothing solid. The body isn't even solid. So it's an illusion that it's solid. So once you recognize that, then you realize that energy can get bound up from different types of stress. Could be physical, mental, emotional, chemical. Your body reacts, it holds, it tightens. So the muscles and the fascia and the tendons and the ligaments and the discs and the spine, they can all bind up and store energy. And the Healing is, is, is about returning that energy to a, a free-flowing state and letting information and energy begin to integrate through the system. And so there's, you can't create or destroy energy. It just transfers from one form to the other. And so in the body, we can create a shift or a change in a pattern that's going on for someone for decades sometimes instantly because once energy is liberated, and someone's awareness is increased and they can find now and feel this experience in a different way, instantly shifted. And so when it moves, like yeah. is, is energy in its purest state, like in a, in a wave formation? Well, it's both because energy, if you look at just 
light is, is both a wave and a particle. Everything is both a wave and a particle. So when you start to work with the body in a way and you see it as dynamic and a wave-like experience rather than just a solid thing, instantly you can suspend the illusion of solid and things can change so rapidly. This is where everything's going. Nikolai Tesla said the 21st century is going to be the age of energy. Mm-hmm. And we really have moved into that where the field, the energy field around the body, the fields of energy within the body are influencing how the physical form and shape plays out. And so we're working with those fields of energy as the primary thing. Mm-hmm. And then the physical body can change instantly when you start working on the field, like a magnet. If you hold a magnet over some metal, it's going to move it around. You're not touching it, mm-hmm. but it's affecting and influencing it. And we have those fields of energy within and around us. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I could go in that field of energy and get the physical body moving instantly without even touching the physical. Right. It's so weird. So, <laughs> so, weird. <laughs> so cool. But so Lauren, I know, you know, with fascia, with the way that we move, there's like a lot of repetitive forcing movement, particularly in the way that we exercise rather than that sort of animation from within. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I feel that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm moving. I'm not moving. So when you work on people, are you finding that it's it's a physical pattern of how we hold our bodies that's really based in the physical or is there always an emotional... Always. There's always an emotional component. I say posture influences personality, which obviously influences energy. And I think also, I think a lot of what I do is try to educate people on their different types or their different areas of the body, whether it's their nervous system, like learning how our bodies, if we get stuck in stress mode, then we're constantly in survival and we're not able to feel that energy. So if we're not connected to our body and having that awareness and getting out of our minds and getting into feeling again, then we get stuck. We get stuck, whether it's from a pattern from depression or not stepping into your power or your authentic person or like what she was saying, those little gifts that we all have, those gems that are inside of us. So I feel like there's just this holding pattern that happens in this world that we live in where we're constantly just clutching and bearing down and just white knuckling our ways through life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the way I have learned, I guess, just being an athlete myself for so many years, it's like I always was so receptive to the touch, you know, the feeling of touch and how that touch, which I guess you could call it force, even though in many ways what I do is not really forceful. It's actually about unwinding and rebalancing and releasing the old patterns, whether it's from, like I was saying, like, you know, if if you're an athlete and you're a hockey player and you're, you know, swinging the, you know, you're always like moving in one rotation, then you're going to be stuck in that rotation and it's going to wind you up and coil you in. And then you're never able to expand and really open your body up and heal. Because really when we're in that contracted energy, that chi and that life force isn't able to get through us and to heal us and restore us. Yeah. You mentioned clutching and one of the, Lauren does this incredible hands-on work and she showed me where my pelvic floor was literally (laughs) by showing me where my pelvic floor was, which was an an education. And you do. (laughs) And men have a pelvic floor too. But when she... (laughs) essentially showed me that I, I think we all, many of us hold it in the clutch and you're not sort of exercising that muscle. And you said to me, I don't know if you remember this, but you're like, your job, every time you get to a stop sign is you relax your pelvic floor. And then, and I, it was such an interesting exercise for me because I realized that it is never relaxed unless (laughs) I I force it to relax. 
And then after a while, it becomes your new norm. And that's like kind of what he's saying. You know, it's like we have this ability to create this new norm because energy can be and the physical body is energy and our energy that we have beyond our physical body can be. It's so malleable. I mean, I think that's really like my message is like really just believe in yourself and know that change is possible and that everything that happens to us is really a blessing if you really look at it that way. So I agree with that. It's hard, <laughs> but I agree with that. I was just going to say what. It, it, you know, riffing off of that, what happens, like, and we're talking about the pelvic floor here, that's the root base energy center, our first chakra, right? So that's a, that's tied into certainty and survival and, and feeling like you, you have enough energy, life force energy to just make it through, just to be safe in the world. And so when you're clutching and holding there, it isn't just about a mechanical thing, you're just holding tension. Right. It has to do with your life and it has to do with feeling safe in your body. And when you start to shift that on a physical level, it also shifts your consciousness around it. And when you start to shift it on an energetic level, it changes physically and they go back and forth. It's all one. Mm -hmm. And so you cannot, you can't really disconnect the consciousness and the energy. And then body is, is more of a nexus, like a coming together of energy, consciousness and matter. It's not a physical thing. And then our being exists in some, you know, other realm. It's our consciousness is non-local. It's everywhere. But it, our body is more in our consciousness than our consciousness is in our body. Yet our consciousness is in our body somatically. And it's going back and forth. It's kind of, it's a duality, mm -hmm. you know, that we have to deal with. And so we can work energetically and physically. And I found that, you know, working with Lauren, it was beautiful because she kind of, she goes through the physical and into the fascia, but it opens up energetically. And she's also picking up on information and talking about here, this is what might be going on in your life. And I'm doing the same way energetically. I'm like, oh, I feel this pattern. I felt this, you know, I've worked with tens of thousands of people over the past 25 years. And I'm like, I know what this feels like. I've felt this so many times. So I'll speak to someone about what's going on in their life and link it. And that that's where things are going mm -hmm. because the body has been treated like a kind of mechanical machine. And then, and then you have psychotherapy and stuff that's de dealing with consciousness and the mind. And it's all one thing. You can't separate them out. So, right. And everything's moving in that direction. Yeah. I think it's so interesting to, to like be in a group. And John does group work. So you're with like four people and you're all doing your own thing. But he, people's energy is again sort of non-local but it's all it's some people are in some people are way out there how do you sort of get a sense of your own energetic boundaries and is there an idea is it ideal or is it just how we are there are what i've identified as seven different layers yeah so you have you have different types of energy I mean, energy is energy, but there's a consciousness associated with like your life force energy or your chi or ki or prana. That's a certain movement of energy through the body. And it moves through the fascia and the connective tissues, which mm -hmm. we'll, I'm sure, talk about. And then you have emotional energy, which moves through the muscles and tendons and expresses a sound. And if you're having an experience and you're feeling something strongly, let's say someone's feeling anxious, but they're not making sounds and moving their body and expressing it, then it's not really an emotion. It's just a strong feeling without an expression of that energy. It's not a f actually an emotional expression. So emotional energy requires movement and sound. So if you just made the sound and freaked out, like, oh my God, it's like, ah, you would actually feel a lot less anxious right afterwards. Mm. So people, get, they, do, they don't move, they tighten up, they hold it all together and they're like, I'm fine. No, I'm really fine. And they're just like, <laughs> internally they're, yeah, like this, but they're not allowing that to express. So, and then yeah. they get stuck. 
So that energy, they just lock and then that pattern gets ingrained and then that's what they yeah. just do all the time over and over again. It's that repetitive. Totally. And then they make, a, and then you go into the mental le level of, of energy, which is ties into now you make up a rule or a story about it. This is or a belief. And then you go beyond that. You get into the heart and the, the relational connection between yourself and others in the universe. And you go out further in the field and that connects into the higher part of the mind, which is where you make up new meanings and models and change your whole identity. You're like, you know what? This, who I'm being is no longer relevant to who I need to be. You got to connect into that energy and consciousness. And then beyond that soul or, some, or that, that which transcends the mind and beyond that's the infinite field source. Mm. And so all of those are, we, the body is like a, is, you know, the nested Russian dolls, the, the, the little oh, doll yeah, in the middle scary. and you got all that. That's the physical body is like the, like the densest part of all these nested mm. layers of the energy field. And once you just recognize that we are an energetic being and we occupy multi-dimensional space and the physical is like the printout the physical body becomes like the touch screen of an ipad and you touch the body you interact with the body and you're accessing the whole cloud yeah That's i love cool. that and i remember you saying because i when you stop and you get present in your body and you think about where you're anxious or where you feel pain which i rarely do but it's very powerful and i was talking about the anxiety in my chest and you said that's unexpressed sound in your experience. And I think a lot of women struggle with that. It's weird. Yeah. Right? You don't want to sound weird, but you'll feel so anxious and uptight and wound up. But if yeah. I want, you know, that's weird. And culture is about fitting in, making sure that you fit yeah. and you're normal and everything's cool. You look right. You feel right. Okay. Everything, you know, but if you, the more healthy you get, the more expressed you get, the, the, the weirder you get, the more unique you get, but you're happy <laughs> and you're fulfilled. So yeah, no, it's fly, fly the freak flag. And when in a session I was next to Julianne Huff, who's also teaching here today, and I was struggling and hitting brick walls and she was like, match the sound to the pain. Like you have to make sound. She was having her own experience, but was generous enough to put me out of my memory. But she was like, you do it. Like, mm. I mean, I was retching. That wasn't the sound I wanted to it make. It literally vibrates <laughs> the energy out. Is that what it, it is? It heals, like it releases it. It's another form of ringing out, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. flushing. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our partners. This year, we launched a new Goop travel series called The Goop List. I wanted a way to share annually what I found to be the best of the best from my favorite places to stay in Italy to a truly special spot in Costa Rica. If you are inspired to travel more this year, perhaps because you perused our recommendations on the Goop list, hosting on Airbnb is excellent for people who frequently travel. The beauty of hosting on Airbnb is that while you're away, someone else can get as much joy from your home as you do. Alongside frequent travelers, Airbnb is also great for those who have extra space or an in-law suite that isn't always being used. If you've stayed at an Airbnb before, you know the unique experience it offers. Now you can share that same experience with others while earning some extra income. To learn more about hosting on Airbnb, head to airbnb.com slash host. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. Now. Just a second. We're taking a quick break. One of the perks of working at Goop is getting to try the latest recipes that come out of the test kitchen. 
Our food editors, Caitlin and Anna, are probably the most well-liked people in our office. You might have heard them on the podcast a little while back talking to GP about her new cookbook, The Clean Plate. They're both great. Primarily, Caitlin and Anna come up with new recipes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or they're cleaning up some version of a favorite snack. But occasionally, they get into drinks, and that's when you really want to be around the test kitchen for sampling. Caitlin and Anna have gotten pretty prolific with their cocktails using Kettle One Botanical. They did a riff on the classic sea breeze using hibiscus tea, lime juice, and Kettle One Botanical grapefruit and rose. That one might be my favorite. If you want to test it out yourself, check out their recipe on goop.com. Depending on the kind of cocktail you're in the mood for, Kettle One Botanical comes in a couple of other flavors. There's also cucumber and mint and peach and orange blossom. You can shop Kettle One Botanical online at drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com. My family and I live in a small house in Los Angeles, which we love. It's an architectural home, a historic monument designed by A. Quincy Jones in the 50s. He designed it for post-war families who didn't, as it turns out, have much stuff. So our house is a 1,500-square-foot wonder with essentially no storage space. This is where California Closets comes in. Our bedroom closet was an add-on. It had a wide reach-in that wasn't at all accessible. For a while, I was shoving things behind the sliding doors and just praying that they didn't come unhinged. We try to consume and accumulate as little as we can, but still, we have two kids and we're exploding out of whatever storage we have. And most of it, like our bedroom closet, is deeply dysfunctional. So I was relieved when California Closets came to my house for a makeover. They've been building custom storage spaces for over four decades. Their design consultant came to our house and really got to know the pros and cons of the space. And then she held my hand throughout the process. She counted my things and planned my closet specifically for what I had in need, so I didn't get stuck with unused space. And California Closets has a ton of design options, which they'll also help you navigate. I liked that I could see and understand our closet design in 3D before I decided to pull the trigger on our installation. And I'm so happy with the result. The California Closets team just wrapped up a custom built-in closet that gives us floor-to-ceiling storage. The new closet takes up less space and has dramatically opened up the room. All of our stuff is much easier to get to and see, and I'll never have to hide things behind the doors again. I even got my jewelry in order, which is one thing that I tend to accumulate with abandon, with a chic jewelry box from their new California Closets Essentials Collection, which has a bunch of other great closet accessories too. Also, the new design works with, rather than against, the defining architectural style of the house. And as an added bonus, this all inspired me to go full-on Marie Kondo in our wardrobes, which is maybe my favorite thing to do ever. You can see the finished product that they did for me, yourself, on Goop. And to get started on a project of your own, you can request a free design consultation at californiaclosets.com slash Elise. Let's get back to my chat with Lauren and John. Okay, and you brought up fashion. Obviously, that's your favorite topic. It is. So why, like, where did you, why did you come to this? And then you're going to take it and explain how it moves energy. I love it. Well, so for me, when I discovered fascia, it was an awakening in my own self and my own life. And I went through a deep dive and had my own perfect storm and, went through a lot of, I had, you know, I got divorced. I had a terrible business situation happening and I found this work called structural integration. And 
when I found the work, I discovered myself as well. And I shed the layers of what we're talking about, of like kind of that old belief system and being an athlete and being super tight and wound up, holding it all inside, holding anger and resentment. Mm -hmm. And then when I learned about fascia, you know, my teacher said, you have one of the tightest jaws and pelvic floors I've ever felt. So I think I had to go through <laughs> my own. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so when I felt those releases and then I realized how connected they were to energy, to how I present myself to the world and how, who I am inside and how those then became one. All of a sudden, you know, that feeling of just being on my path and having everything align, as I say. Align life. That's I know. The name of your Wi-Fi. So, but, and why do you think the fascia is so important? So fascia to me, I mean, it is, it's connective tissue. It's scaffolding of our body. It's essentially the tapestry that wraps around our entire system over our muscles, but then it's right under your skin and also wraps around each individual muscle. And it wraps around your organs and it attaches the joints to the bones and all of that good stuff. So, you know, f you know, from a scientific standpoint, it's real. It's now getting, you know, in the medical world, people are finally believing that it's important. Vaguely. We can Vaguely. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't until 2007 that the fascial, first fascial congress was established. And that's when doctors started realizing, like, oh, we really should not be, like, just disregarding fascia and throw it away. And then we realized that the meridians are in the fascia. Yeah. So that's where our chi is, our lymph nodes, our nerves. And so... Every time we work with fascia, we're working with the sensory organs where we feel everything. And that's speaking to our brain. It's helping us unwind. It's helping us to go into the parasympathetic state of the nervous system, rest, digest, heal. I call it the fountain of youth. So for me, those, all of those aspects help us then connect to our creative energy and then to the energy of why we're here and source. So for me, fascia was that awakening too. And also the kinesthetic connection and the sensory feeling that you can feel immediately when you get that work done. For me, that's just what made me go on this path because I think that immediate feeling right now in this day and age, people want a quick fix. They feel that that's the bridge to the awakening, to the stepping into your power, to finding yourself, to getting into that energy and really believing that anything is possible and believing and trusting in the unknown. So that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah girl. fascia to the unknown. <laughs> we say, take it to the highest level of it. Okay, I'll add around, uh, fascia is interesting. It has, pro it's a, it's the, the structure of it is, the, is like a, it's a liquid crystal. And a liquid crystal, think of an LCD screen, like, uh, you know, an LCD TV. If you press on it, it kind of ripples out. What's happening is that the structure of the fascia is actually both a, a, like a salt, it has a gridded net, like lattice kind of network of collagen fibers, but it also is fluid. And so energy and information travels through it and it travels through it in a way that's actually faster than the, the nervous system can communicate. So there's actually another kind of communication that uh, has to do with there's piezoelectric effects, so that means when you compress those tissues, it actually creates an electrodynamic field, and that field actually oscillates and vibrates. And research has been done that found that there's acoustic waves traveling through the fascia. An acoustic wave is sound, so literally you have resonant vibration vibrating, oscillating, and traveling through the tissues of your body, which is communicated on a level that's, that's operating at a totally different frequency than the thinking mind. So this is why somatic information and like body-held information can't sometimes be accessed through just the cognitive, just the thinking mind. It has to be felt and experienced through vibration, through sound. 
And uh, so this liquid crystal matrix or network of the body, it's, it's interweaving through literally everything, through your bones, through your organ systems. It's, it's in the meningeal sheath around the brain, covers the central nervous system. I mean, we, we have literally light, biophoton energy, light traveling through these little filaments and networks through our body. In, in the Vedic tradition, they call it nadis. And they said there's 72,000 nadis, which are like, almost like little chakras. And it, it's, a, it's a venous system of light. Mm -hmm. And that's been around for thousands of years in the Vedic tradition. And we know now scientifically it's been validated. That's true. There is actually information and energy in the form of light traveling through the body. So we are light beings. We are energetic beings. And it's not just woo woo, we're light beings. We are light <laughs> beings. <laughs> so... It, the, the and that light gets uh, compressed when we sure. are stuck, especially like in my, my interpretation of it is in the pelvic floor where everything, for me, like the root, it's like that's the beginning of it because it's a subconscious clutching of trying to fit in and like squeeze into this box and think about what other people are doing and be like that instead of going in, connecting, surrendering and allowing being in the flow of life too. So that's so beautiful because I feel like that light is really what we all have, but not all of us step into it, but we all have it. Everyone has that gift and that ability. Yeah, the experience of being, being expanding, like, uh, you know, the conversation uh, previously was, was about, you know, the universe is expanding and we are part of that expansion. When we're, when we're, when we feel bound up in the, in the structure of the body and in the fascia, it can feel like we're shrink wrapped. Has anyone's ever felt like it's like when you're in an anxious state, when you're in a stress state and you're starting to kind of compress, it feels like you're imploding. Well, literally the energy flow and energy state of the body determines how things play out on the physical world. If you have a piece of wood and you light it on fire, you liberate the energy that was holding the wood in the form of a piece of wood as heat. So it goes out into the universe. And what happens to the wood? It breaks down into ash. It's still the same, it's still the same substance, but it doesn't have the energy to hold it in that form. And our body is like, if you heat, if you heat up water, it turns to vapor at a, you know, 212 degrees. If you freeze water, it's still H2O, but when you get down to those lo that lower temperature of 32 Fahrenheit, it becomes solid. The body is mostly water. And it's, it's energy and shifts in energy change the very form of the body. And when the form of the body changes, this is the lens through which we're experiencing everything. So stuff's coming in through our sensory system. It's coming through our body. We're experiencing it. You have a gut feeling. It's happening in your gut. There's a whole enteric nervous system there. You're having a feeling in your heart. You're having that experience in your heart. It's not in your head. It's in your heart. The electromagnetic field of the heart is 5,000 times stronger than that, that of the brain. And the electrical current and activity is 60 times greater than your brain. So when you're having these experiences, you're having them in your body. And so once we recognize that we have to care for and attend to the body, because this is the lens through which we experience the world out there. And as we observe out there, we interact. And this is, gets into the quantum realm. We shift and change what's possible because we dial in a different reality. And this is the lens. This is the interface through which we get to experience it. So if we're not taking care of this, we are actually having a different life out there. And as we get that, then this becomes, this becomes a primary practice of going, how can we optimize our energy? Because when we optimize our energy and we're more aware, we have a world out here that's so freaking awesome. Yeah. So how do you optimize your energy? So, Question. <laughs> so, so everyone knows, right? We want to eat well. The food here is off the charts. 
organic, super high vital, you know, energy. So eating really alive, organic, really high quality foods, food plenty of chi. hydration, <laughs> food with chi, hydration, getting enough sleep. That's a huge one. Reducing, you know, the effect of free radical damage, like exercising, meditating, yoga. All, we know that everyone knows to do those things and we do them at different levels. Mm -hmm. But you can do all the right things and still be in deep suffering. You yeah. can do all the right stuff and still be in such a challenge in your intimate relationship or whatever that you feel like you're just mm -hmm. dying inside. You can be doing all the right things and there's some information locked in your body that you can't get to. So one, you got to connect to the life force energy and, and begin to have practices for connection. It's a paradox that I've found in working with people. You can't change what you can't connect to because you can't even find it. So there might be some something that you don't even know is stored there. And how do you change it if you can't even find that there's something there? So number one is connection mm -hmm. to the vital force and the energy and the life force in your body. And then expressing emotions and connecting to and expressing your emotions, letting them move through your body freely and fluidly as sound and movement. So moving and dancing and making sound and singing and expressing and letting your sounds come out of you. And then working on your, your mindset and your belief systems and disrupting those and then having some type of practice for connecting to your heart and feeling and allowing in and receiving and feeling vulnerable and feeling like, like feeling your, your, yourself receiving and then also giving out and contributing. And then some kind of practice that connects you into your soul and something beyond your thinking mind. Could be meditation for some, but it might be a spiritual practice for other people, whatever your religion but something that connects you into the sweetness and the depth and the like, ah, oh, of soul. Yeah. And then some kind of practice for celebrating and remembering that we are all connected. For me, that's the way I can contribute to that question. Yeah. Maybe you have another. Yeah. I mean, I would say the same for me. Obviously, you guys know I call it movement medicine. But essentially, movement has always been the thing to, to tune me in and connect to the messages that my body or my spirit, however you want to call it, or source has. What I think we're talking about is self-care, right? And really, you know, healing this vessel so that it can give us what we need to go through and live a happy, joyful, relaxed, calm life. It's choice. It comes down to choice. And choice comes from, like, what do you really want? You know, not, again, not what the world is perceiving or what the media is telling us, but what what is your inner self, inner being, inner, you know, you, what do you really want? And I think that comes down to choice. And I think when we do that, then all of those other things just become, you know, of course we're going to eat well. Of course right. we're going to go to bed. And you know, we're going to take care of this vessel because we're so we're enjoying this process totally. and this life we've created or you know and stepped I, into. To, to add to that, it's it's to to be able to feel like you're in choice and you can authentically be you and say, you know what, I'm choosing to do this. And people say, no, like I I have to do this. I I don't have a choice. Yes. It's like that's not true. You may not like the consequences of the other choice, so you don't you block them out, or you're disconnected, so you don't recognize that you actually are not feeling a part of you, so you just are kind of numbed out. So yeah. when I always say that, you know, that that when we transcend the the cultural like conditioning and the and all of the like stories and the beliefs and the and and everything that was put on us, and some of it is even it was before we were even born it got conditioned into our, literally into our DNA because your mother, when she was pregnant, when she was inside your grandmother, when she was in utero, 
Before she was born, all of the eggs that she would carry for her whole life were already formed. So before she was even born, your grandmother was influencing your future development and what would get encoded into your DNA. And that's how fast, like, so some stuff you can't figure it out. And it's not even about, it didn't, it, it didn't even get generated from you. It just got transferred to you. So once there's stuff that sometimes it's held in the body that you haven't yeah. any aware, you have no awareness of it. So what, like getting people to guide you and practices bring to help you surface. bring yeah. it yeah. up. And now you up go, oh, wow. Like I didn't even know I didn't know. Now I can have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the choice thing too, one thing that's in my book too is conscious language because I, that's something that really clicked for me. It's such a simple thing instead of saying, I have to, you know, pay my mortgage. I get to pay my mortgage. You know, I have to go pick my kids up from school. I get to. Like, mm. all of a sudden, you're sending a totally different signal yeah. to the quantum field yes. that you are in gratitude. And there's another... And it's crazy, though. That's it, empowerment, you know? It totally is. And there's another piece of that that's really... It's this interesting paradox. It's when you... When you... Because so many people will do like declarations of like, I am abundant, like my perfect relationship is manifesting, the money is flowing to me, I am like expanded on all these levels. And you're like feeling like, oh God, everything sucks, it's I can't like do this. this. I'm like, sending it, you're, the wrong message. And people go like, but I don't want to go. I don't want to like actually admit or acknowledge that I'm actually in deep like shit right now and I feel horrible. And so they... They just keep doing their declarations, but the, the, the universe and the field responds to the reality of what's vibrationally happening in the tissues of your body. So you'd be better off to just be like, oh, God, it sucks so bad. <laughs> just cry and wail. Yeah, and then like true. two seconds later, you're like, freedom. Oh, okay. Like, um, okay, now. And then you're like, oh, I do. I feel more space. I feel more freedom. Now I actually can make that choice. Now I feel empowered. Yeah. And people are afraid, so especially super achievers, because they're like, no, I don't go there. Like, I'll just come up with the solution and I'll figure it out. And the body's like, ah, so sometimes yeah. we get into the body and <laughs> totally. we're like, your body's just going, oh God. And, and it just starts unwinding through the body. And then someone's like, oh, thank you. It's like they feel. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster. They're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all new season of the Kardashians premieres May 23rd streaming on Hulu. Peace. We're going to take a quick break. If I didn't carry a water bottle with me everywhere I go, I could easily let a whole day pass without drinking any water, which isn't great. So I always try to have something in my hand, on my desk, or in the car when I'm driving. This is how I first tried Corksicle. Corksicle is a modern lifestyle brand that makes good-looking drinkware. They use stainless steel, so it's a nice, more environmentally friendly alternative to plastic bottles, for starters. And Corksicle's ergonomic design is really thoughtful and fun. Their drinkware has flat sides, which are easier to hold, a non-slip silicone bottom, and extra insulation. Everything comes in a bunch of different color options, from neutrals to black to prints to bright neon. My first Corksicle was their classic canteen style, which is designed to keep drinks cold up to 25 hours. In other words, it's the perfect summer water bottle. On the flip side, Corksicle's tumbler is good for keeping coffee or my daily latte or matcha hot. The tumbler comes with a shatterproof, spill-resistant lid, 
It also works for smoothies or juices in the mornings, if that's your thing. Corksicle also has stemless wine cups, more bar goods and accessories, and a line of insulated coolers that double as totes for a day at the beach or the park. To get 25% off your next order, go to Corksicle.com and use code GOOP. That's C-O-R-K-C-I-C-L-E dot com and enter GOOP for 25% off your next order. And now, back to today's conversation. There's something I wanted to pick up on a couple things you said. I'm reading Lori Gottlieb's book about therapy, which many of you have probably read, and her therapist says to her, she's like wailing on his couch about a breakup excessively. And he's like, there's a difference between pain and suffering, and you are choosing to be in suffering so that you don't face the pain, which I think is how a lot of us live. Mm. And then I wanted to, you know, this idea, this very terrifying idea that I was formed in my grandmother. But, you know, as I a, saw some of your faces. They're like, I know. oh, no. Ugh. But this idea, too, that, you know, I'm a very, like, I live in my mind. I think probably from, like, some early trauma, which I'm sure we all experience. Like, this is my safe place. This is where I feel confident. I don't really, like, I'm working on getting into my body. And then how important, as I find those places that feel numb, as you mentioned, or stuck. So I have two questions. Like, how important is it to mentally process what that is, or is it not important at all? And because it's, I'm guessing it's not important, and beside the point? I I think it's case dependent, really, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it always needs an actual, like, explanation to be released. I think the energy can be released through the sound, through the movement, through the breath. Yeah, and then I'm doing some really deep, very weird, again, work on sound, doing Bija mantras and with a woman named Marin Azoff. And she has said to me, it's been, it was really good advice. It's sort of going into, you go chakra by chakra and you, everyone has a chakra, guys, that's problematic. <laughs> and essentially she's pushing me to be with the discomfort without judgment, because I, my mind gets in there and I'm like, why am I feeling that? And what happened? And, and she's like, you got to just, you, you have to shut the fuck up. Like you can't, you have to be with your body and experience, <laughs> but you know what I mean? The feeling instead of just thinking about the it, feeling. actually that's the whole integration of it all. Yeah. Without judgment. Yeah. And that helps somehow. Yeah. And sometimes you do, you do need context and you do need support. So definitely there, this is why an integrated approach where you have people that can work with you to support you with context and, and, and therapy. I mean, uh, transpersonal therapy, they're like different ways to work with a human being to not hold them in a box and try to make them more comfortable in their life. And I think that, that when we get out of that, let me try to return you to a state you were in before this happened. And actually let's use the energy and the information that was held or distorted in order to give you actually more power to move forward, then we, we get into, that. we go back to what, what was being talked about earlier today, but creation and being in sync with, with the way the universe is expanding. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to like hold everything together and try to keep like things the way they are, that's when the pelvic floor gets locked up. <laughs> that's right. right. So that's when we get into like, I need to survive. Control. And when, you're, when that's dealt with and that's, that's opened up and you feel like, oh, I'm actually safe and okay, all of a sudden you have like so much more resource to yeah. start to create. So when you guys feel pain, how do you 
how do you sit with it? How do you identify it? And then what do you guys do to move it or convert it? Oh, I'll, I'll even feel it like after I had a session with someone, I'll feel some weird pain in my body that got stuck yeah. from someone else's energy. Have you had that happen? I mean, I, like for me, pain means two things. It means, hey, pay attention. Something needs to change. Yeah, exactly. It's a and, message. And it's a message. But it also can be you can have pain. I mean, you can have pain from working out. You can have pain from like, you know, I did the session with Lauren and my little intercostal rib muscles in between where like I could feel them all opening up and I could feel a good kind of soreness in my body. So if I have pain, the first thing I, I, I want to identify is, is, is it pain tied into the pain of of uh, I'm not connected, and so my body's giving me feedback. Is it pain because I'm not making progress somewhere in my life, and I actually am getting a message, hey, wake up, pay attention, you're not dealing with something? Is it pain of, you know, you need to do some kind of course correction here? Is it pain that you need a, a direct a medical attention right now? There are different kinds of pain, and you have to get, you have to be connected and know yourself to go, is, what's this tied into? And that's a process of getting to know your body somatically and not just, like, having a, concept about it. Like so many times people will be in pain. I've had people that they were, one woman was ready to get a knee replacement and she had already got the surgery set up and she had so much pain. And I just had her put her hands on her knee and have a relationship and a, and a, and a dialogue with her knee. And she just started sobbing and she was like, oh my God, I already feel like it's replaced. It's like I, my knee needs love. Wow. It needs attention and affection. And she's bawling. And then she's like, oh my God, I can move it. She canceled the surgery and she was out golfing like three weeks later. You wow, know? So it was that's like, cool. so what did you do? Yeah, <laughs> there were a few levels of things going on, but it was about her making the association with that part of the body that is causing you pain isn't really a thing that's separate from you. It's you communicating to you. Mm -hmm. And once you recognize that, I gotta be, I gotta be gentle and, and attentive to this part of me and accept and acknowledge that this is something that I need to pay attention to. What happens is so much pain just goes away because you, you're you not trying to make it go away. Yeah, You're actually so associated and connected with it that it you yeah. get the message. You're reframing your relationship with pain instead of it being like, why is this happening to me? And it's a, you're a victim and you're actually integrating it and saying, thank you, body. Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for teaching me that. Thank you for telling me that I need to create space there or I need to unwind or connect or open up or change something in my life as well. Totally. It's pretty powerful stuff. It's I mean, sending energy, right? And I think that's where both Lauren and I, I mean, we, we're on the same page here that, that you can't separate the body out mechanically from your life and life out here. This yeah. is all one happening. It's not, we're part of that original big bang of expansion of the universe and we're expanding with it and you can't we're we we have like 75 to 100 trillion cells in the body and all of them are being replaced every three four five years that everything's new everything's new so you know like there are forces and invisible forces that are organizing how that happens that we once we understand that we're part of this constant recreation and we're expanding with the universe then it changes the game. Yeah, and you think about that and you back up from it and it's that you're recreating the same state, positive or negative, I guess out of your, partly out of your subconscious mind. Part out of the subconscious, part out of how we use emotional energy, part out of how we use our mind, thinking mind, part out of our soul and our threads of soul that connect us to where we're supposed to be and who we're supposed to be connected to and our purpose. And, and trying to control everything too much, too. That's the, other, the other thing is that control then ends up leading to the same the same, you keep getting the same thing back over and over again. So Until you shift the pattern that's organizing what's showing up, 
that's going on behind the scenes, maybe in your body and in the field around you that's organizing and shaping your life, then you just keep repeating the same patterns again. So how about we can recreate the next iteration of the body, the next regeneration with a totally new clean slate? And that's both, I think both of us are working on that Definitely. level. Thank you guys, <laughs> it's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Lauren Roxborough and John Amaral. Make sure to get a copy of The Power Source, Lauren's new book. You can find it at goop.com slash the podcast or wherever else books are sold. All right, that's all for the day. Don't forget to rate and review. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. And I really hope you'll share the Goop podcast with a friend. I'll be back here this Thursday for more. And in the meantime, you can check out goop.com slash the podcast.